All right, we're doing this. We're absolutely doing this. What I found many times, uh, I always get into <laughs> into it. I forget to introduce myself. Like you know me, you should, because I'm your brother. We're family. Hi, how are you today? And I mean that genuinely. I'm your host, Richard Richrell Relaford. Mission One Races. That's a movement. Founder, president, or as I call it, servant leader. Okay? This is We Are Uniquely the Same Podcast, part of the One Voice Journey, which is part of the movement path. And you don't know what that means yet, but you're going to. We're going to school you because this is absolutely created by, created by Mission One Race with a purpose, with an absolute propaganda. The propaganda is oneness. The propaganda is one humanity. We are all valuable, beautiful human beings, part of one human race. That is not even up for discussion period and definitely as far as we're concerned and that's what our hope is here not with any kind of side agenda just agenda of love mission and oneness in each and every episode on we are uniquely uniquely the same if i can say it then you can say it we want to talk about life right that we're living the one race so mission one race has a, a few meanings built into it one of which is that word race, that tricky word race, when we're really not even saying it race as in ethnicity. That's part of one of the meanings, but we mean the human race, this rat race that we're in at times. We have one of these, all of us. Right. And also there is a physical race and event and a number of events around this movement, which we'll talk more about. But when we say uh, we are uniquely the same, we want to talk about life, people and discuss how mission one races, eight principles, foundational supernatural almost loving uh, principles affect our daily lives and our our featured guests so we will have guests and uh, we didn't in episode zero but we have one in episode number one and they absolutely are new friends and i'm so thankful they're the guests of episode number one you're gonna love them as well but watch this we are not separated intrinsically and that's what we're going to dig into that today and i call that the false 12 by 30 degrees of separation if you multiply 12 times 30 that's 360 degrees so really all those separations brings us back to what the same point because we are new uniquely the same we're going to talk about that just very quickly i'm going to touch on these throughout our episodes but if you want to learn more about these principles more about the curriculum right off the bat go ahead go to missiononerace.org it's all there you'll be connected there's places to email and contact us there's places to do all kinds of things now while i'm watching this if you would like to um uh, if you like what you hear or see there and you want to uh, dig into the curriculum or you want to get some support uh, as far as how to get involved or even support the movement, missiononerace.org as well, and even forward slash give. We are volunteer, top to bottom, including myself, giving of our hearts, time, energy, passion, time, talent, treasure to push forward and say we want to build a worldwide community. Uh, of those on a journey seeking transformation and oneness. If you want to join in this conversation by sharing your comments, share them on our Facebook page, right? We are uniquely the same or send us a note at missiononerace.org forward slash podcast. So we have a Facebook page for we are unique. We are uniquely the same as well as a uh, Instagram, but the conversation in the community 
um, is that we are uniquely the same. If you want to go f- straight in, in addition to that, you could also join Mission One Race's um, um, Facebook page. But specific to this journey on We Are Uniquely the Same, that's the Facebook page. Now, um, today we're going to be leaning into two D words. Uh, give me one second. First, let's start off with this difference, this D word. So we're talking about two D words today. Difference as it relates to discrimination. Don't don't dare check out and say, here we go again. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Difference is tricky because it's like, are we talking about intrinsic differences? Meaning the core who we are, the created form who we are. Are we talking about preferences and flavors and tastes and 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 cultural nuances and and gender and, and, and what are we talking about when we say difference right difference can be dangerous an unchecked in tr- belief in intrinsic core difference is not appropriate it's dangerous and i'll just use the word is not in in my opinion is not something that necessarily um should be sanctioned, if you will. Um, And difference is something that should not go unchecked. So let's look at this definition, right? The the, the Merriam-Webster dictionary of uh, definition of difference. The quality or state of being dissimilar or different. Not horrible yet, right? Let's keep going. Partly or totally unlike this is, makes me almost cry every time I read it. Unlike in nature, form, or quality. So when we say that human being is different than me, they're different than me. Woo, be careful. What did we just say? They're not the same nature? And I'm not even going spiritually to the implications of that lie. Science does that as well, too, that lets us know that 99.9% or we're going to lean into some of those details later, that that's not even right genetically or anything else in terms of our systems, our organs, our blood, some of our basic human functions and desires, even in psychology, let us know that's not true. So there's one human nature. Sorry for yelling there. There's one human nature. So that's wrong. First mark. In form, I have to lean in. Into the into the implications of this one, I have to lean in to the conversation and hear about um, um, about belief in the creation, no matter what your belief is. In that, I was taught and believe made in the image and likeness of the Creator. That's my belief. Maybe your belief is different. So let's go to the science to that. The form, like I said, genetically says our form, even male female, besides one chromosome. There's not even a such thing as a race or ethnicity gene per se that they can that they can dwindle down to just one of those. That's how small the nuances of pigmentation and so forth are. The science behind it, I have, I have something I might share later uh, where this this program leans into uh, a color and the, and the like practical. Uh, um, how can I call it? Humanoid functions of of color and skin color and in climate and in sun and in direct sun in the reasons that we were in for thousands of years and how that it came about and it's a very survival it's it's a it's a product of the conditions of where we were living and why and the intention uh, of how we're made so again to say we're unlike in nature or form is wrong last but not least the most dangerous part 
and holistically wrong part of leaning into intrinsic difference and believing in it and saying it so recklessly. I don't want to say death to difference, but I'm talking intrinsic difference. So you're saying death to difference. Are you trying to make one race and assimilate? No, look at our core statements. We don't even believe in assimilation. Uniqueness and variety and 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 diversity is not the problem. It's the beauty of it, but that's not intrinsic difference. You understand what I'm saying? That's not intrinsic difference. That's actually that's actually um um uniqueness and we celebrate that now the societal and and, and social epin, uh, uh, economics that in our society and our culture has put in association with that is a whole another a whole other thing right so the last one is quality it says partly or totally unlike in quality are we gonna go there the sad part is we we have people really that think that you all Quality, you are less than me. So therefore you deserve less. You are in the wrong location. You have the wrong skin color. You're the wrong gender. You're the wrong age. This is not me saying this. This is what society says directly and indirectly. And we're seeing that even in our country right now because that you're less than me. Therefore, I'm going to treat you less than me. I'm not even going to treat you as human. I'm going to treat you like an animal even. What we are uniquely the same is saying, what Mission One Race is saying, if you wouldn't do it to yourself, if you wouldn't do it to your son, to your daughter, to your mother, to your sister, Don't do it to another human being. Don't let a system keep another human being away from access and things you have because of their somewhere in one of those false degrees of separation. So that's why this difference is dangerous. Now watch this. Now when we take this journey, as I call it, the dangerous journey, from that first lie of intrinsic difference, right? When you believe the lie, then what did I just say? What happens when you don't believe that we're the same in image and form and quality and nature and likeness, even with our new uniqueness, uniqueness is saying we have the same stuff. It's just put together in unique combinations. That's where we get the beautiful variety. When you don't check that, that becomes what? Inequality. Because now you've believed the lie of intrinsic difference. And now you can say there's not an equality. The next step is bias. And I'm not saying this is a perfectly linear action that happens in our thoughts and our society, but it's definitely happening. Now, we all are walking around with some biases, so there's no judgment here. But then unchecked beyond that, you start getting prejudice, prejudging. Look at that word, prejudging, based on those differences and the fake inequalities and, and then the biases. Then prejudice moves to this next, what we're talking about, discrimination. And that's a pit stop right before full-on hate crimes and full-on racism, sexism, phobias, uh, uh, and everything else, oppression. I think hate is involved with that next step. But everybody is capable of those first ones even before we get to a real disdain, hate, or abhorring someone. And we have to be careful. So discrimination is prejudice or prejudicial look outlook or action or treatment you've materialized the false belief of difference you've materialized the bias 
we've materialized the bias. We've materialized the prejudice. So all of those are thoughts. See how that happened? All that thoughts type stuff that's kind of like unconscious bias and things like that going on. And then all of a sudden discrimination says, I'm not even going to fake around. I'm leaning into it. And you don't get this because you look like that. And I don't care about that struggle that you're having, which we're going to talk about the group today. Because I don't understand it. I've not been through that before. I have no had those thoughts before. I've never been depressed. Why are you depressed? All of that type type stuff start, starts happening. So we lean into intrinsic and extrinsic differences and, and discrimination. Now watch this. The, 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 here's going to be a perfect transition into my brothers and sisters, my brother and sister here coming up. Discrimination is actually deemed uh, a public health issue, according to the American Psychological Association. It can lead to chronic stress. You hear me? Even perceived discrimination has been linked to anxiety and depression. Look at what's happening with so much frustration and so much rage that's happening and, and, and so many physical and uh, mental ailments. How much of that is directly and indirectly due to all the discrimination that we have unchecked and going wild in our world and our country specifically? It's so crazy. There's a quote just to land a plane here that I, that I don't want to miss by Bill Clinton from the State of the Union address in January 2000, right? He referenced the mapping of the human genome. There were studies going into, again, what I talked about, of this false intrinsic difference. He, and he, he made this quote, we are all, regardless of race, ethnicity, right? Genetically 99.9% .9 the same. He went on to say this, think about it. Modern science has confirmed what ancient faiths have always taught. The most important face of life is our common humanity. Therefore, we should do more than just tolerate our diversity. We should honor it and celebrate it. Each person should have their honor, honor restored to them and living fully in. So let's talk about our guests, okay? With all that being said, I have two awesome guests from the American Foundation. I'm sitting here <laughs> misspeaking their name the whole time. It's, it's American, I thought it was American Federation of Suicide Prevention, Los Angeles, Central Coast Chapter joining me. And we're going to get two clues figured out, how to say Luisa's name properly. And then the second thing is, is American Foundation or Federation. Oh, my goodness. Get better, Rich Rail. Uh, Matt Magana, he's a chapter board member and social uh, media ambassador. And his area director, Luisa Roque. Uh, they are here and I'm and I know them personally and I've, I've met them and I'm excited. But let's bring them on and let's get the, the chance to talk to them a bit. This is going to be exciting. Yes, it's not the blue screen of death anymore. It's the blue screen of life. And we are live. Matt, you were totally on mute. You're like, you're yelling. It's like, mute it. I love it. Um, I think we figured it out. I said it was a great segue. The blue screen of death to the blue screen of life. Yeah. See that? It's great. I'm, trying, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there, you know? <laughs> This, oh, so Matt Baganya, <laughs> chapter board member and social media ambassador and area director. Now watch this. Here's, I have two questions that I'm going to ask before we get started. Louisa Roque or Roque? Roque. It is Roque. Yes. So, so I, I owned it. See, part of <laughs> one of my things is authentically like saying like when you don't know. That's that's yeah. a great like ask. I mean, I bet that's totally in the culture fine. as well as like yeah, ask and figure it out. The next thing is, isn't it the American Federation or is it Foundation? Why am I adding Federation? 
It's it's okay. It's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I'll mess it up your name. You know, just AFSP. It's so much easier. <laughs> I, I saw shorter. Issue when I say yeah. America, I'll say AFSP, aka American Foundation Suicide mm. Prevention and Awareness. <laughs> you add that sometimes. No, the where just where this is part of the the DNA, but not in the title. AFSP. Right. See that? See how we got through that? See, I'm breaking the ice here. I'm breaking the ice here. So how the first question I'm thinking is, and not that there's like a, a laundry list of questions that I'm hit, hitting you guys with. I had a, a moment alone with some of my listeners having this conversation around uh, false differences and intrinsic difference, right? Versus uniqueness and how that can roll in discrimination. And, and immediately, you know what people are thinking. We're talking color, right? Or maybe gender. Mm-hmm. But you know very well... That sometimes the stigma just with health and mental health, whether people admit it or not, I'm getting chills even saying it, brings forth discrimination. It's real. Like, I, I bet you have direct stories or heard it indirectly or people just slight slightness or, or, or you know, uh, I, I've had people um, check out and say, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I should ask someone else to do this or whatever the case may be. I mean, just those type of unconscious or conscious biases that maybe even arise uh, um, through. And that's part of what. Uh, one of the mandates or focuses of AFSP is right. Removing the stigma. I've heard that a few times. Am I right or wrong in, in saying that? You're hundred percent correct. Yeah. <laughs> I've personally experienced that. So how, how'd you come to AFSP? I'll start with you, Louisa Roke, since I, I screwed up your name. How about that? <laughs> um, no, you said it perfectly that time. So it's good. Um, but yeah, you know, as as you mentioned, I'm the, the area director for our greater Los Angeles and Central Coast chapter, and I actually just stepped into this role in March. It was literally right when the pandemic started, and so it's been an interesting journey nonetheless, but it's been an amazing one, that's for sure. And I really couldn't think of a, a better time to dive deeper into my passion for suicide prevention and awareness. Mm. I've been in the nonprofit sector for over 12 years now, but about half that time, I really started to focus my attention on suicide prevention. So I had lost a, uh, a friend in high school to suicide and it really affected me. Uh, but when I started my professional path with suicide prevention and awareness, it was so eye-opening to see how much it affected both my personal and professional life. Like so many other people that I knew were really affected by it. And uh, so that was really eye-opening. And I also knew how much more work needed to be done, right? And AFSP has such a bold goal of reducing the rate of suicide by 20% by 2025. And that's only five years away. So there is a lot of work to be done. And I'm even more excited than ever to be a part of this organization. But originally I had been introduced to the organization around five years ago when I went to my first out of the darkness walk. So Mm. very cool to now be in the role of helping to plan those events. That's so good. I'm so tempted to where this, this that's, that's the thing about humans. If we just, ah, man, I try not to get emotional, but it's kind of hard for me. You guys are finding this out. Like I went from not crying ever, like for the first like 30 years of my life to like every other moment. Cause you just, when you start really seeing people, you start really going through life. 
and you start realizing like that is not some false mark of strength or manhood even like you like and you just actually feel because i lost a a, a friend a high school uh friend she she committed suicide in college uh one of my sisters and they'll never know this i have seven so i'm not putting them out there like you got so one of seven sisters struggle and i didn't get it i remember not getting it you all the journey i remember not getting it i remember not being like callous or cold but like huh like what? What? What's that about? Uh, and then just hearing your passion and the shift in knowing like this is your calling. The only thing I want to ask out of what your intro uh, intro is twenty percent reduction. Watch this. From what? Where is it? Cur- where, where is it currently at? The, the rate yeah, so, the rate reduction. I mean, currently we lose about uh, the statistic is around one hundred and thirty two Americans a day by suicide. Come on, and Louisa. So Come on. The, the 10th leading cause of death in the nation, but in California, it's the 11th leading cause. And so, again, there's just so much work to be done, and especially in our current climate with everything uh, that is surrounding us in our world today, there's so much pressure, there's so much unknown that it is even more important that we really start to have these conversations. So I appreciate you bringing us on here and having these conversations and I think it's all about connection. Like I think about all of the different things in my life that has led me up to this time period today. And I'm just so appreciative of all those steps, but I didn't know that those steps made up the picture that it does today. You never do completely, right? And you never do completely. And I feel like it's so awesome that we're meeting in this cycle and, and part of our life. But, but you and I both know it, it takes like this intentional, like I want every day to count and matter, right? And then taking on the burden of that because you just said something ridiculous. Let us not go past that. We're looking, and I listened, coronavirus, absolutely, COVID, absolutely. You just said that we lose 132 just in America, just in the United States of America, people per day to take in their lives. We have a choice to go, oh, personal problem. Don't act like we're not cold like that sometimes, like in our culture, like, and or say, what is going on? To really say like, what is going on? Like, like we've set up, this is the society where we're living, this is the way we're treating each other. What is going on? It's all distant until it's your brother, till it's your sister. Till it's you, right? And what we're asking and what you're asking is let's not wait for that, right? Let's not wait for that because already indirectly, let's now, even if it hasn't hit you in that close proximity, I challenge everyone, including myself, which the last connection I'll say we had is the out of the dark walk. You all, we already did another interview. I'm going to say, like, I don't think I would be on this microphone. I don't think I would be on this mic. There would be there would be no mission one race. There would be no unique the same. There would be no world vision. Maybe we'd be one. There would be no. There would they, my my children would not. Their father would not be here. Like that's just real talk. So thank you for your work. Right, We're, and and those that are listening to this podcast, um, 
And if you're even wondering the connection is because Mission One Race is like, imagine it's a, it's a, it's a cheerleader for movements that care about people in the margins, whether it's through physical lack, whether it's through injustices, whether it's through mental health, whether it's through developmental, like that's, and I think that's why God allowed me to go through the path I went through, including the LA Marathon, where I met this dude up here as we're transitioning. This like, he's like, I, I don't know why it became to me. Not Santa Claus at all, but like Santa Claus type energy. You mean like not at all looking like Santa Claus, but like, you know, Matt just picks me up. I see him like, thank God there's nice people like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and also challenges me. He goes like, I think I'm going to be better tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be better tomorrow. Because, dude, you're consistent with that. And our friendship is part of the reason that we're here on this call. And yeah. I know in your movement, but we want to know, uh, um, not quickly, but how did you come to AFSP, right? Um, and, uh Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, again, thanks for having us on. I mean, the last five minutes are just, I've gotten chilled so many times through the conversation you guys just had. I mean, it just brings us back to the moment, why we're all here, how we got here. Intentional action, like you said, of every day wanting to be better. And you are that for me. Luis is that for me too. Like every day getting up, like we're going at it. We got stuff to do. People need us today. We need ourselves type thing, you know? Um, but, um, I got involved with AFSP in 2014, um, when I lost two friends to suicide within four months. And, um, I know you've told that before, but sometimes when you hear the details, it's just like two friends in four months in the window of four months, like over that we've been in COVID longer than four months. So like in this window of here, you would have lost two friends. I'm not trying to make you, but like, that's, that's just crazy. It, even for me to say it out loud is like, like it, it's, you know, a shocker for me to even say it out loud. Although, you know, I went through it. Um, and another thing too, that happened too, was in between those two friends that were lost to suicide was Robin Williams in the middle of in between that. And that affected me deeply on a deep level. Um, you know, being uh, an eighties kid, you know, born in 80, um, giving away my age. Mork and <laughs> um, Mindy, but, baby. I know Mork and Mindy. <laughs> anu, anu. And my, my sister's name is Mindy. So they would always call oh. it Mork and Mindy, you know, um, an actor who gives himself to their roles. And you see so many different roles like his, and you grew up with him. You feel like, you know, him, and you do on a certain level, but to hear that he died from suicide a couple months after my first friend was just like another mind blower. And then, so um, yeah, so that was a rough year for me, 2014. I feel like, I don't know, in a way I'm grateful though. It all was just compacted into one year instead of like five. So that's good <laughs> yeah. not to, um, trivialize any of it, but I, my mom and my sister had both run the LA marathon. And so I knew in the back of my mind at some point, I'm going to have to do it whether I want to or not, just because I can't be the male in the family and not have done it. The motivation um, sometimes for life's transformation. Don't you love it? <laughs> Keep it real. Like, why'd you show up here? Uh, that girl was cute, bro. Like, yeah. sometimes it's oh. that simple, right? Like, um, <laughs> my date canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was there, but, you know, I still wasn't like, well, I got to do it this year. But, you know, with that happening, um, I had a new roommate who was a runner at the time and 
um, you know, I played sports my whole life, but could never still wasn't like the type to get up and go for a run just for the heck of it. So I went on a run with him one day, about four miles and it sucked, but I got through it and he had done LA before. And, um, you know, I studied sociology in school and I was just deeply, um, touched and motivated by the social movements that I studied and social change and, and revolution and things like that, but just people wanting to make a difference. So I've always kind of had that in the back of my head, like hmm. I want to do something for a charity or something along those lines. So I was like, well, let me check out and see what LA Marathon's got to offer in terms of charities. And I found some cool stuff, you know, some, some animal, I think I saw uh, Angel City Pits and different things. Yeah, and, they're cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, these are cool. And then um, I kept going and I saw American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And I had that moment of clarity of like, bing, okay, well, like it or not, you're running the marathon this year, you know, type thing. Like, well, I guess I'm doing it. So that was my first, that was the doorway that led me to this call, essentially. <laughs> so shout out to Los Angeles Marathon. The LA Marathon is unique. It does believe, like it believes in the statement. And we're working through some stuff now to hopefully find a way for us to also partner and help emphasize what's going on. I'm one of the LA ambassadors this year, which uh, I don't know how that happened. I guess there's a bunch of real runners and then my random, but like. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just pick names out of a hat. Rich Rell, sure, yeah. You haven't done anything yeah, for the marathon. It said any, any, mighty mo. Look at this dude. <laughs> um, but anyway, shout out, to, shout out to them because I like to give credit where credit. This would not be happening uh, without that uh, cohesion and those relationships informed in that platform, which we're all still running. That by the way, shout out. I will yes. see you out there virtually or in person on that course. But uh, yes. so so go so you go to LA Marathon. And you, you, you settled yeah. on AFSP that you're running with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, decided to do it, just made the decision, um, trained a little bit, ran a half marathon with my mom. Um, it was the, I did the New Year's half Dodger stadium, super hard 2015 finished it though. And then I officially signed up in January. I put it off. I still procrastinated. Um, you know, and then shared the, st- did the fundraising too, had a, fantastic fundraising um, experience and I had never really done fundraising on that level. So it was a whole new ball game to me and, you know, sharing my friend's story on social media was tough too. And, yeah. um, but once I did, and once I felt like my friend's mom was kind of all right with it, the support came rolling in and um, not only people who knew him, but I think what still happens to this day is people who don't talk about it. You never knew went through something who um, you never knew lost a friend or a sibling or a parent to suicide were affected by it. And they support you and they appreciate what you're doing. Um, So it's kind of back to that thing of putting yourself out there. um, Although it feels uncomfortable. And now I'm learning that when you do have that feeling, you're probably moving in the right direction. Um, Had an amazing experience. It, 2015 was the hottest LA marathon on record. I'm pretty sure. I've heard it about was, that. Um, That's the one they did early was, too, right? But it was late. They tried. Yeah. It was, Oh man. Like the week before, you know, I go through the whole training, you know, solo. And then they, we get an email the week before, Hey, just a heads up from the LA marathon. Um, it's going to be a heat wave. So, you know, take your time, drink lots of water. We're going to have fire trucks out there. Good luck. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not the email I wanted to get a week before the marathon, but right. let's do it. So, yeah, finished. Um, and, you know, crossing that finish line uh, with my friends, I literally had pictures of them on my back, on my singlet, was 
probably the most powerful experience I've ever been a part of. Um, and it's why I still do it today, you know, um, just, you know, running's changed my life. That decision to do that marathon has changed my life. You know, again, we've met through it. We've met so many amazing people through the marathon. I've but learned that, so much about myself. But at that point, and, and I'm jumping in because what then, I, I want to know the moment where you go, this is not just running. Because you weren't on the board or anything then, right? You're, you're just right, like correct. running. How, mm-hmm. t- talk to me about that, that, that leap. How does it happen? I mean, the pivotal moment, like just even if it's you showing up for a barbecue, like why did you decide to not just be a runner, but like serve uh, in the movement? It's a great question. Um, Because I could have easily done that. And a lot of people do. It's, it's, you know, it's a one-time shot. Um, Yep. I I did it. It was amazing. Um, And then my family, each of us had run it. Actually, my grandpa has done it too. So there was that. Um, um, the reaction from my friends and family, the support, the fundraising, you know, breaking through that and, you know, just supporting a good cause that was meant so much to me at that point. Um, but like I said before, I had always kind of had that service bone in my body where I wanted to become more involved and give back because I felt like my upbringing, um, I was very fortunate in my upbringing and I always felt like I need to give back, um, on some level. So we had a, at the time we had a campus walk at UCLA a couple months later. And so I just showed up there and, um, actually met one of the board members and was just talking, just volunteering, just kind of sitting at the table, going around, just experiencing it. And I can, I remember every walk we've ever had, I've, I meet so many amazing people Yep. and I still, I met people there, the speakers, um, the resource fair folks, the different nonprofits. Um, and so at the time we were a young chapter, we only had maybe four or five people. We'd only been a year or two in after mm. basically like bouncing back from total, like having nobody for years and accruing a bunch of debt and just kind of being um, n- not really a presence at all. So I showed up and then they had, um, I kept going to the events and just kept volunteering where I could just kept showing up, I guess. And, um, the next year I was asked to be the, um, the co-captain of the team. My first reaction was like, well, I don't even know if I'm running this thing again. Like, I don't know how I'm going to captain the team. Um, but that was actually a pivotal point because I told myself, well, there's a lot of opportunity here on the other side of this anxiousness that I might feel for a job. I don't feel qualified for, you know, frankly, but, I said yes, and um, that's what opened a lot of doors for me. I, I need us, and, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, pivot to suicide and prevention awareness month and talk about it. But Matt, I don't even know. Again, you see what I'm talking about, Louisa? Like when a when a when a solid person decides to get involved, you don't even have some epic moment. You know why? Listen to what you just said. I was privileged. This is basically what you said. I had some privileges in my youth, and I felt Indeed. that there was a responsibility there. Oh, my goodness. If all the privileged people in our country had a moment where they went, I'm just being real. Like, what a simple, like, the fact that it wasn't some pivotal, uh, epic story moment or, or whatever, that actually is a testimony, and it's, that's actually awesome in itself. You just felt like, man, you know what? And then let's talk about the next thing, relationship. You, and from whoever was serving at AFSP, because that's mm-hmm. where it happens. And then they invite invite you in. You guys remember that? It's usually an invitation. 
It's using yeah. invitation. Like it really was. I got involved in this world from an invitation. Inviting mm-hmm. is important. Whether you're the, the central director or you're a volunteer runner, inviting folks into the into the cause is very, very important. And I have one other point, but I'm gonna stop because I feel like Luisa, like, do you do you agree with what we're saying that it's like it's so simple but like so powerful of a story? Well, yeah. And as as both of you were talking earlier, I was just, you know, I'm still staring at your we are uniquely the same and thinking about how all of our backgrounds are so different, but we have a story in common. And we also have all felt that moment together. So even though we come from these different backgrounds with these different stories, there are still things that are the same. And even though we have different titles and we're going about it in a different way, we're still all there doing the same thing together. And we were called to feel that, you know? And so I just think that that is so powerful in and of itself, just to see the lineup of us and where we all came from and to be in this moment together right now. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you said it so perfectly and we're having this conversation and we're in day two of a very important month, right? A very important month. And give me the, the, the main features of the month. And then I want to make sure that we give time to whatever specific CTAs you want, call to actions, similar invites that change the t- all three of us on here on some level we're it's see inviting is not like a burden it's actually you're doing people a favor really i mean look how your life is when you get purpose in your life when you live beyond your self that's the last note i was going to have when you're talking matt i really i'm an overthinker a lot and i think there's there's in this world these extreme categories there's 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 takers and there's givers just a posture people's like what can i get from this and there's people like what can i leave behind you know, like, well, then there's like, then there's like, it's, it's me's, right? It's selfish folks, right? Then there's, then there's others. There's other focused pe- people. And then there's the last category, which we all know in this world, as we move into suicide prevention, there's talkers. Yap, yap, yap. I'm fixing to, I'm going to, oh, I'm so sad. And listen, we love the tears. Cry while walking. Cry why sharing? I'm being serious. Like, so what I'm saying is I, I love the emotion. I love the people are affected, but oftentimes that also leads to apathetic and like, and like distant action. So even whether it's injustice mm-hmm. or whether it's folks suffering, ask yourself in the midst of that emotional moment and a moment of realness and jarness, take a small step forward to being a part of the solution. And that's love speaking you all. That's not me being a jerk. I spent many years when kids are dying and not having access to clean water. Uh, um, um, it's great that we're sad and we're emotional about it. You get what I'm saying? But that's not going to get them any water. It's great that we're, it's unfortunate to hear about these stories, but like, that's not going to help fund you all to do more programs and do more counseling to do. Like it actually does take some sacrifice. Someone has to give time, talent, or treasure for these programs and stuff to exist. So we're in the middle of suicide uh, prevention and let, let me not even name the month what is the month actually called see my imperfections are f- full display it's 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 a it's a yeah it's disarming to people so you can make mistakes with mission one race i mean look at the, the founder <laughs> just come as you are what is this month it's suicide prevention and awareness month so i mean either really but both essentially and uh specifically next week like we're heading into national suicide prevention week 
And so we have a lot of things lined up for everyone that can participate from their homes, from their couches, from anywhere. Uh, We'll talk about our out of the darkness experience in a little bit, but that was something that is huge for the three of us here on this call, right? And now more than ever, we, we knew that we had to do something still. We couldn't just cancel it this year because we can't cancel in our communities. We can't cancel on that support and really this family. Like I know the three of us have talked about how this feels like a new family, like an extension of our family that we never thought that we would be a part of before, but here we are and we can't leave it. Like it's an amazing family and community of support. And so we couldn't just cancel on that. And Uh, we quickly adapted to bringing that program online. And so really what we're trying to say with it is that it's an out of the darkness experience. So instead of it being a walk, it could be a walk, but it could be a surf. It could be a bike. It could be a run. It could be an activity, whatever you want it to be. Um, It could be journaling. It could be hanging out with a friend. It could be anything that you want it to be, but We are going to come together as a community on October 24th. And the way that we're really trying to navigate this is really focus on our local communities that we all know and are part of year after year, especially like Santa Monica is where you two really met. And then we're also wanting our voices to be heard louder than ever. Not We generally don't get this opportunity Mm -hmm. to come together as a larger region. So we have nine areas that have kind of merged together this year to become a part of the Southern California out of the darkness experience. Love it. And so we'll all come together on October 24th and it just, again, now more than ever, we need to have our voices be heard even louder. So we're going to try this year to be the loudest that we've been yet. So good. Uh, so Matt, before, if you have something to add in that, then I want, I want to boil it down into like, what then is the next steps? And then we're going to end kind of with how we're already, I'm excited about that as, as organizations, as movements aligning and just those uh, uh, steps there just for, for uh, folks to know like that this is not just for this podcast. This is really a saying we're, we're looking to magnify uh, each other's voice and impact. And I do believe that benefits both. And, and and we can reach more people. That's what it's about. So it's not ego here, it's humility here saying there are there is some timely human reconciliation, racial reconciliation, justice issues issues going on, but the both end of the conversation is people are still suffering and struggling in the midst of that. So we have to have this balance. Right of this, that's why mission when races goes always. We, we don't want to be put in a bottle of like us just being around racial reconciliation. We're around human reconciliation, right? We're around anyone in the margins of these areas of those false degrees of separation I talk about that range from location, vocation, health, ability, uh, gender, ethnicity, age. You get what I'm saying? Uh, um, um, identity, all of it. So all of that saying, saying that um, I'm excited about what we're going to be doing. And uh, Matt, what sticks out for you? So just to hear clearly, September, though, that's an awareness month, the, out, the big out of the darkness uh, Southern California movement is October. So you're, you're bringing awareness next week. You're really putting an emphasis next week on that. So we're going to maybe talk about some activations. And that's the week of September, what, 8th or something? What's the, what's? Starting 6th to 12th. 
Yeah. September 6th to 12th is a, is a, is a high point of activities we're going to hit on in a bit. And I'm sure they can go to your website. Um, uh, but then the, another epic moment is October 24th. And those are probably the two most, uh, um, near activations. So, so what would you emphasize out of that, uh, Matthew? Yes. Um, she explained it perfectly. I mean, it's, you know, there's this year, just as everybody knows, just flipped everybody's world upside down. And, um, you know, the folks that are dealing with mental health is, you know, need us even more this year. So there's, you know, and, and so many other people that didn't have, didn't deal with depression or anxiety before are now, you know, from being quarantined and all these things. So, I think the need to have the real convos, the need to be the voice, some of our little, you know, keywords is just so prominent right now. Um, and as you and I have spoken many times about, Rich, it's, you know, having those real conversations with people, um, reaching out to friends, whether it be via text, um, a call, whatever it is, just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? Um, that's so important now. And it doesn't, I was thinking about this today. Um, big social change starts with change within the individual. So every little thing we do, reaching out to one person, asking how somebody's day is, smiling at a stranger, can make a world of difference. These people can be on the the brink of darkness, feel like they have no hope. I'm like, hey, that person just smiled at me for no reason. Looks okay. So I'm not. I'm not. I can smile too, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I think my point is that it brings to focus all the little things we can do as individuals um, to, to help each other because that's what it's about. Um, and like you said, I think when people hear the word virtual, it's like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. But um, I think it gives us the opportunity to, for more people to connect. I mean, you really, you can join from anywhere you can join from your car you can join from the beach you can join from your room you know what i mean you don't have to physically go anywhere and you know our social media is a huge it's you know it's again focused even more um the voice that we have on social media to activate people who aren't already um following us and and, um up to date on what we're doing so that's a big one if folks want to follow us instagram twitter facebook um we're going to be you know it's basically our biggest week of the year coming up in, you know, in general for suicide prevention. So we'll have all of our information, um, resources, um, and, um, all of that sort of stuff on our, um, social media. So we can share that with you. And then if maybe Louisa wants to talk about what folks can do to join us for our, um, specific out of the darkness experience. And so I think that would be important too. I think the unique thing about our organization and our cause really is that, there are tangible things that you can put on your to-do list, but there's also a lot of things that, yes, it's, we can do this next week, but you can also do it forever, whenever. Right. Um, I mean, the, the thing about right now too, is that everyone is vulnerable. No one is exempt from vulnerability. Right. And mental health doesn't discriminate either so that anyone can be affected by it. And As human beings, I think we do really well with certainty and we don't do really well with uncertainty and we're in uncertain times right now. And so that's very hard for people. So 
just having conversations with people, having that community cohesion, even though we can't be together in person, coming together online, uh, coming together and doing things like this. Yes. I mean, I'll, I talk about this all the time, but I haven't met most of my coworkers yet in person. And Matt and I were lucky enough to meet at the marathon before I even started this position. But other than that, I'm seeing you know this much from everyone and that's all I've gotten to know of them. But I still feel this connection and it's yeah. a deep connection that I have with people much faster than I've gotten with other people in the past even. So that just speaks a lot to how much we really need that human connection still. So much. And by, you know, having these types of conversations together, coming together as a community for our out of the darkness experience, but just in general, reaching out to people, I think is really important. Processing emotions, just like what you were talking about, running and crying is fine. Anywhere that you can process emotions, process trauma, anything that's happening. I mean, even I think sometimes the space that we're in right now might even connect us to trauma that's happened in the past or be a trigger of trauma that's happened in the past. And so it's really important that as things surface or resurface, we continue to have conversations with trusted loved ones, right? Uh, but as for some of those tangible things on your to-do list that you can add on there, yes, our AFSP.org backslash SoCal page is the page that people can go to to sign up for our experience. Nice. And so all of those nine communities that I talked about are listed on there. But again, you can be anywhere. We've had people, the first, very first virtual walk that we had was a campus walk and we had someone from Australia join who wouldn't normally be able to join in person. So again, you can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be those nine communities listed. So good. So there's that. Also, you see my virtual background this way. I'm not used to that yet, but keep going. Hashtag <laughs> it says keep going. keep going. Hashtag keep going. And that's the theme. That's our theme this coming week for uh, National Suicide Prevention Week is keep going. And so we have a toolkit that people can download on our website. And there is a lot of good things that are in there to tools for people to start conversation. Um, things that you can do to advocate for public policy. We're one of the, the leaders for getting the 988 number uh, that people can call. And so it's much easier than remembering the national suicide prevention number. Yeah. And we were the leaders of getting that uh, started in the forefront. So there's a lot that people can do from home and, uh, and coming together. So you can reach out to for more ways and we'd be more than happy to arm you with other things as well. So good. She, it wasn't more. It was just what we needed, Louisa. It was just what we needed. <laughs> so here's already where we're uh, aligning folks, and I'm excited about it. One Touch is what, what we kind of call our collaboration and partnerships. You can call us sister, brother, nonprofits. That's what we're talking about with this. So it was an exchange of like uh, resources. There was logo swap and say ASF, AFSP is supporting this. Mission One Race is, is supporting this and, and bringing it out to our audience and communities. So that's huge. The Journey 2020. December 6th. So get through. We're going to activate next week on AFSP. We're going to activate October 24th. Do our thing there. You're going to see a present there. There'll be more reminders. But 
I don't think things have changed, but basically the plan is to equip. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those nine chapters leaning into this new epic soul cow, we have a kilometer or a mile with your name on it during Mission One Race <laughs> the Journey 2020. So they're equipping a team. Am I lying here? They're equipping a team from the run that I will be doing for Mission One Race uh, that actually, d- depending on how each of these nonprofits that are involved or churches or, or individuals involved, uh, they will be actively fundraising as well and or as, as teams just inviting folks in. They might just have their other fundraising pages. It doesn't matter. We're working all that out. We don't want any barriers. The point is, if you're feeling like you want to be a part of something epic where I'm running 250 miles over six days from San Diego to Santa Barbara, Starting December 6th, then, and your AFSP, right? You're specifically looking at these two leaders, these folks here, Matthew Magana and Luisa Roque, they can get you activated in doing that. Now, it will start in San Diego on December 6th, right? And it will run 39 miles, just 39 miles. But guess what? <laughs> Divided up amongst four people, it's a lot different. Now you're running just, mm-hmm. you're just running like nine miles, the ten, not even 10 miles a person. See that? So it's doable. That's what this is about. It's a lot. It speaks to our problems as a world and a country and mm-hmm. in this battle against suicide and depression. You can't do it alone. That's literally why if you watch my documentary, I didn't try to do it alone, but I end up too much time alone. And guess what happened? My body failed me. That's not going to happen this year. I have people running with me virtually and in person. That's the other thing. And then we have, I have a whole crew, a detailed training plan uh, and a trainer that's walking through it with me. I feel so much better. I'm in like week eight of, of 22 to train. Um, and then day two, we, we roll, we go from uh, Oceanside to San Juan. That's like just 34 miles. And then it's 57 miles from San Juan to San Gabriel. We're going to divide that up by four. So we're looking for you runners. Now, here's the thing. I'll say this right off the bat. If it takes more than four people, I'm fine with it. Some people might be saying 10 miles, 11 miles. We might need to divide it up by 10. Now, we had those loose rules on our page, but guess what? We make the rules. This is not one of those races where it's like we have some, like, official time and we're going to, like, kick you. No, figure it out. Divide up. Divide up the run, virtually whatever. Join this AFSP. P team as they lean into also uh, this mission one race journey, get those 400 kilometers or 250 miles. That's the way it converts done together. Uh, There'll be more information on that on mission one race.org slash run. But first we're leaning in supporting our brothers and sisters on this journey. Um, We are according to the human genome, 99.9% exactly identical. Isn't that crazy? I mean, there's science supports it. Our spirits know it. Our energies know it. You, you, like, you know, laughing with somebody, connecting with people, having a meal with them. Those are, those are the best parts of our life. I say this like this. Um, if, if, if we don't like people, go sit in an empty stadium and enjoy a game the same way. You can't. You need a few rude people to make it holistic. <laughs> sometimes you're the rude person. Sometimes they are. But we complain about it. But we're also like, I'm glad you're here. Move over. <laughs> we're so ridiculous that's us as humans it's like we gotta have more grace with each other but it sucks an empty stadium is not as fun as a packed one with a bunch of us with a whole bunch of baggage with us right <laughs> so let's stop lying and acting like life is better alone it is not we need each other for these journeys and struggles that we're going after um i'm gonna go ahead land a land a plane here in in a, in a moment and we, and we need each other in the good and the bad times the people that are experiencing more death than ever, more struggle than ever, be that person, right? Be that person, be brave. I think it takes some courage as well to step into that space. Uh, I've sold this a few times that the lesson I learned 
I used to say, and I still am, I'm a high person. I'm that awkward, and I'm an awkward hug person. So this is a tough time for me, Louisa. I'm the awkward hug guy. I hug handshakes. <laughs> like the more you don't want to hug me, the more I want to. I can see it. I am like, exactly the same. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming in. I'm coming in, big boy. Yeah. Like, get ready. And, and listen, I don't want to name the ethnicity, but there's a certain age Male for sure. And at this season, I'm like, I know you don't want to hug right now. I'm giving you this, <laughs> sir. And you're going <laughs> to. And this is my favorite thing. So I'm hurting for that. But then I'm converting that into waving. And, and what I learned is this. Watch this. And, and this is where we're going to land this portion. We can't promise you it's going to be accepted. You might get rejected. Right, Louisa? Like, don't everyone on this call, I guarantee we've had a moment where we reached out and we got slam dunked. <laughs> like, dang, <laughs> I was trying to help. <laughs> but let's not give up there. Right? That's that person. And guess what? Sometimes that response is just a reaction and they're in a crazy place of pain and you actually have planted something deep in their soul without you knowing it. Mm. Hey, just checking on you. I'm fine. But actually, that might have been a moment where they're like, I thought I was invisible. I don't know why I'm about to cry again. I thought I was invisible and you just saw me. Be brave. Right. And keep going. If you're a person listening to this, like my brother and sister just said, keep going. At least get to next week. Right. Experience that. Go to their page. AFSP.org forward slash SoCal. Correct. Did I get it right? Um, um and, and, and see the activities that are going on, make it there. And then we'll connect again. And there's, there's lines call nine, eight, eight, if you need to, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel compelled. Like there's just people on the brink. We know that if 132 folks are, are taking their lives a day, the chances of someone listening to this is considering or struggling is very high. So then, then let's make it to the 24th. Right. Right. And we're hoping you're in a different place. And then you'll be some random person saying, hey, we, we're 10 people short in our AFSP team to, to, to run this 250 miles. And you're that person just coming out of nowhere like, I'll do a few miles. You know, why not? Why not? Why not that be a story? I'm a dreamer. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Any closing words to you, Louisa, uh, for Matt and Louisa um, uh, on, your, on your heart? And then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go and... And close this thing. I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. And I know for sure that this is not going to be the last time that we're together. I have really appreciated getting to know you and, and just starting the foundation for our relationship and for the two of us to be working together. And I have to say that the blue screen of death, like automatically turned into the blue screen of life the second that you started talking. So I just appreciate your energy so much. And you know, as much as you can't hug people in person right now, like your energy is still transferable even online. And that's, that's a powerful statement. Uh, and I, I really do mean that and feel that. So thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I wanted to kind of echo what she was saying, you know, thank you for your open ability and seeing, you know, kind of the magic in, in what we do, not to toot our horn, but as an outside set of eyes saying, Hey, you guys, you know, are embodying what this mission one race is about without even really knowing it. Yep. You know, you're the one that saw how diverse the population at the Santa Monica walk was. Yep. And you're the one that saw the opportunity to say, Hey, we need to record this 
and let's chat. And we basically had like a round table discussion with, um, AFSP LA marathoners, like three or four of us board members, um, Ryan from St. Jude's you, we had this round table discussion of just these amazing people who all give back, like we're talking about in different ways and have all been touched by mental health or suicide in some way. And we were just all there in that space and we recorded it and it was amazing, but we would have never had that if it wasn't for you to see it and say, Hey, this is a special day. We need to record this. Let's talk. Let's just chat it out. Um, and for the folks, I think, I know you shared our little interview on your page, but for anybody who hasn't highly recommend them go back and watch that because you, uh, dropped a bomb on us with, um, a super vulnerable moment and powerful beyond measure, you know, that was just kind of hidden in the day that I didn't really realize, you know, you mentioned it, but then when you actually told me, like, I saw myself in that speaker's dad who wasn't there for her, boom. Um, it just like blew my mind. You were vulnerable and open. And that's what it's about. It's like breaking down, you know, the generational trauma the societal conditioning that we are born into the moment we, you know, are out of the womb, like without any, you know, um, say in it. Um, and just the stuff that we hold against ourselves from all of our, you know, shortcomings or whatever we think we're not good at. There's so much that, you know, we kind of bury in our conscious day-to-day stuff, but, um, for you to be able to be open and see that, Hey, you know, we're all uniquely the same and you guys are embodying it. Thank you. Really opened our eyes. So again, you know, for, um, we just want to say thanks so much for, for having us on, you know, and, and highlighting what we're doing and trying to help us reach a few more people in these times. Cause it's a connection. Yeah. So like we're doing right now, we're all connecting. Like Lisa said, we're giving you a big old virtual hug, whether you want it or not. Um, okay. and all your folks, your team at, um, mission one, I know those folks have been working for a long time um, on this whole project for you guys. So thanks to all them. Um, But yeah, we just want to say thanks to you and really embodying what the mission's about, Um, you know, and this being, you know, part of who you are before we had all this stuff happen this year where the United States and people in the States kind of opened their eyes to, you know, hundreds of years of discrimination and things along those lines but you saw that before you saw the need for people to come together, (laughs) race, ethnicity, gender, whatever it is, and just say, Hey, we're all the same anyway. And so thanks for seeing that and providing a space for everybody. Um, It's pretty unique (laughs) to use a word that's (laughs) on your wall behind you, but um, it's so much needed right now. And we're, we're lucky to have people like Rich Roll in the world. So thanks for everything. Thank you all so much. And I'm going to say this as we land it. Hashtag keep going because hashtag we are unique. We are uniquely the same. So we keep going for each other. Right. Peace and love. See you later, rascals. I'm joking. I love you. All right. Later, Rich. Love you too, buddy. Later. Um, I'm really so thankful for the time that we had to spend, uh, got to spend with them. So first off, let me thank them. Uh, for being here with me. Um, and and my last thought is this. I remember there was a very quick moment 
I was at an event, excuse me, and there was a speaker there, and it uh, really blew my mind. It was great. He was authentic. And, um, and we go public in May 1st, and, and I hear about two weeks after that 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 speaker had uh, taken his life. I can't make these things up. And I remember I made a couple of life choices to one lead in, uh, like there's no tomorrow in mission when race and launch anyway in the midst of the pandemic and then the, the, the social unrest, the injustice and the, the uh, racism and the, and the turmoil and the fighting and the angst and all that and say, we're going to walk this lane in between saying that we got to unify, right? The, the fight for justice and unity. So both, yes, holding folks accountable, but remembering that at the end of the day, we want to do this going forward, holding hands, and that we actually want to change hearts, not just right wrongs. We want to restore honor and, and value and justice to each other. And this man took his life in the middle of that. Thus comes this podcast like this, where we are all affected by the injustices and the suffering of others around us, no matter what it is. And because of that, whether we believe it or not, we are affected. It is All of these are our problems. So I challenge you with this, right? Intrinsic difference, problem. Extrinsic difference and uniqueness, don't be threatened by it. Beautiful, embrace them, right? Keep going. This is one cause, if you're thinking about it, that you're saying, man, I didn't even think about it before. I had some judgment. Let's lower our judgment around folks that are suffering of, of mental health or, or suicide or, or depression or anything like that or thoughts of suicide. Okay, so we can do the both end. I believe there's enough capacity in your heart to do the both end. Remember the highlights happening. Uh, next week in September for them with their, their month they're leaning into uh, Suicide and Prevention Awareness Month, as well as October 24th, that Out of the Darkness Southern California Walk. And again, the, the love and the celebration, the demonstration that we're going to have on December 6th to the 13th for the Journey 2020. So I want to say thank you for listening today. We want to hear from you. So remember, join the movement. We actually have it. We're in the final stages where you can be a member. That doesn't even cost anything, but we have other things already available as far as these events and activations. So go to our page. We're going to join the movement and we're going to go towards oneness. No matter where you are, enter it. No matter how much you know or don't know, you'll not be, uh, you would not be shunned for that, right? We have one communities that are launching as we speak. So get connected with that. All of that you can find on our website, missiononerace.org, as well as missiononerace.org. Give. You can like, follow, send us a note, share this. Like I said, if you've been moved by it, touched by it, uh, don't just keep that to yourself. Reach out to someone, share it with someone. Because here is the truth in this moment that we had. We are uniquely the same, and we are a part of one human race. So let's start living like it. Your brother, Rich Rail. Peace and love. I'm out. Doing what I can, but but we made a bogey.